That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast rewatching Batman v Superman, one minute at a time. At this point in the film, we have reached minute 71. 70 concluded with the colossally significant flash message from the future and the end of the nightmare in which Batman was killed or Bruce was killed. I think neither of those threads is going to be in this minute. We're going to kind of like hopscotch over into the next minute with that. But this minute. Yeah. It's like, hey, remember this movie was happening? (laughs) Yeah, before we went into this weird dream sequence, well, we're going to get thrown back into it by getting not one, but two simultaneous reminders of who is actually pulling the strings. So let's get started. I think this minute actually, it technically begins with like Bruce. It's kind of hilarious. We talked about another ending on the minute. We're like halfway through a pan on Bruce and then right in perfect timing again. 100% decrypted. Yeah. Well, and it's not even just a ending on the minute. It's we're ending on the, on the 10 minute mark. And this is a start of a new, um, a new 10 minute section of the movie. And we're talking about this more and more or not even more and more Just every episode. We've been talking about this because it continues to be one of the most fascinating parts about the construction of this movie is that we're entering and we just closed out a five minute nightmare that ended right at the 70 minute mark. And now we're heading into this this new section and it kind of and it's doing this thing again where it brings back these story threads and it and it blends them together. And this is the third time. Well, I guess if you count the nightmare as its own thing, it's like the fourth time we've had one of these like I think I keep on calling them pods. And it's just it's it's fascinating. And actually Larry Fong was I was talking to Larry Fong on Twitter recently, and he uh he mentioned that it's funny that Zach directs such long movies because um he got his start in commercials and when he said that it like clicked perfectly in my in my head that i don't know if that's exactly why this is that way necessarily but commercials are so specific with being exactly the 30 second or minute runtime that if if that's kind of where you cut your teeth i think a lot of your instincts are going to be to stick to that like tell a story in exactly one minute no more, no less. Yeah, exactly. Kind of right? territory. That's what you're you're kind of speaking to, not just like for people who are maybe not familiar with, for people who maybe until this moment did not stop and ever consider that commercials have actual directors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that you're not just talking about like the limitations of the minute, but like setting out the list of the beats you need to hit and the energy you need to capture and the message you need to communicate second by second by second by second. Like that's almost... Um, right. Well, you've got to account for dialogue and you in, in visuals, et cetera, and you, and you have a whole message that you need to get through. Like it's not just bland, nothing marketing. I mean, there's an entire process to to guiding people through a what is the product? Why do you need it? How do you get it? You know, three acts <laughs> in a in a one minute vignette. And not that, you know, we, we've even shown not every single minute is like that. But the vast, vast, vast majority of this movie has been like you could take out 
there's so many minutes in this that you could take out like even this one and it's like a short film or like a short story it kind of almost stands on its own for kind of what's going on here and so yeah so to not only just end one of those but now be moving into another one eyes more and more open every time we do this that oh hey it's another it's another pod of the movie and i and i can actually see it see it coming now and and we're not just looking back at how it's that way but anticipating it to be that way more in the future and watch this is the last time it ever ends exactly on the minute it's just gonna be yeah yeah right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think the the magic word with what we're kind of talking about is rhythm and and we've kind of talked about that with this movie and snyder's films as well i think that in a very different, well, not not a very different, maybe in a slightly different way, Man of Steel has the exact same thing going on. That's for the future Man of Steel by the minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hans Zimmer's Superman theme might be like the perfect encapsulation of the kind of way that Zack Snyder does visually um, mm-hmm. what what some composers do with score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, to some, you know, I'm, I, I'll just say the best directors can do it to different degrees, but but uh, Snyder has a definitely specific way that we're talking about here, perfectly encapsulated in this, where we have this blocked out, and then we begin another set minute split, you know, right down the middle between Bruce on one side, Clark on the other. I guess first Bruce has his secret unlocked or what he thinks is information unlocked. I still think this was perfect. This is exactly what Lex Luthor intended right. Bruce to find. Well, and we, I think, go, first of all, we need to make sure we mention that we don't know that still yet. We still think yes. that they are both following a trail right now. And then I guess on the other side, Clark receives at his desk in the Daily Planet, he's working the night. Uh, you know, no, no surprise there. He's been falling behind on all of his assignments. Mm-hmm. So he's putting in hours. Exactly. Well, and while it is night there, he is in a bright and and white office. Um, very stark. Con- it's like it's like white. And then if there is any color, it's like gray, like light gray or, or maybe even some blue. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's the opposite color scheme of what we're seeing in the Batcave. Yeah. And where... It kind of plays nicely into where the idea of what Bruce sees and what he doesn't. We've kind of been speaking a lot about it over the past few minutes. And right now he is seeing what he thinks is the case being cracked wide open. Meanwhile, Clark is being delivered. I guess, again, in this movie, at this moment, we don't know who is sending him this. Uh, You're kind of not. The story doesn't really stop to consider that. Clark doesn't really stop to consider it. He gets the front sheet of the newspaper that was earlier tossed onto the desk by Alfred to Bruce. New rules folded up around them are Polaroids confirming what we know, that Cesar Santos has been murdered in prison with judge, jury, executioner, justice, question mark. Basically taking that nagging thread and that nagging thought that Clark had in his head about Sadly, all the good reasons we've kind of been talking about the things that he needs to do more as Superman, which is look at the people who are being overlooked, like see the people that are being written off and the violence that is being accepted, which is, as we talked about, people who are getting Batman's brand are being killed in prison. We know that's no coincidence, but for Clark, this is a reminder and kind of an escalation, I think, of 
you should be focusing on this. Like both yeah. as Clark and as Superman, this uh, this is something that you should not look away from and you can't look away from. And now you have to. Uh, sadly, Batman has no idea that there are two bespectacled eyes like burning into the back of his head in the Batcave. Not literally. <laughs> right. I well, in and, this case, I have to say not literally. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating because you've got Bruce there. They are both um, seeking, but also being fed uh, information that they want about the other one that is poisoning them against each other. And so, yes, yeah, so you have Bruce looking. We don't know it until yeah. until like the next minute so we'll we'll speak about it more there but that he he's finding a way to defeat superman while meanwhile clark is well and, and notably that he's doing this immediately following the nightmare yeah and then clark is you know once again doing the same at his desk and i know like we mentioned it's dark in the bat cave like they're both sitting at their desk consuming hmm. this but it's dark in the bat cave it's light in the office uh, Bruce is just surrounded by like rocks and and like technology. It's all very cold. He's alone. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Clark is is around people. There's there's ambient noise. It's uh, it's it. I mean, they're just very polar opposites in in yeah. multiple ways. Um, also like <laughs> even down to like Bruce is wearing a stark white shirt. Clark is wearing a. I mean, it's not black, but it's 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 dark. It's a very dark color. It's just like everything about the way the scenes are constructed is the opposite. Yeah, and the. I'll comment. Uh, I scoured these desks, obviously, to see if there was any evidence. Unfortunately, most of the notes refer to just things that we don't know. They're very good placeholder set dressing. But I will point out that Superman has circled one of the appointments on his calendar. And I just like the idea of a Clark Kent that needs to circle something on his calendar. Like, even that kind of plays at the idea of what we think of as Clark, Clark Kent mm -hmm. and Superman, you know, he's perfect. Nothing escapes right. his attention is like, I just, now I'm imagining the circumstances that made him circle it. <laughs> like, yeah. I am constantly forgetting things actually, because of course I would be, I'm not Superman yet, you know? Right. Well, and then also at the top of the calendar, it does say October, which we know it's after <laughs> October because Dia de Muertos has yeah. happened, which is at the very end of October. So either it, it just rotated and he he hasn't had a chance to flip it yet, or like everyone else who has a desk calendar like that, um, he's just sorely behind in, in flipping it. Because you got to like take everything off of your desk and like, you know, so. Yeah. And he's yeah. only got a few things written on it anyway. But I think it, it does. Yeah, but it does place it in that sort of fall season. So in the question of how fast is time passing, um, I do think that that, you know, they chose October um, there intentionally. So I, I still think we are still in that, in those like autumn months. Uh, the only real major step forward comes in the bat cave where Bruce unlocks files pertaining to the white Portuguese and alleviates all of our concerns of a potentially problematic criminal nickname by ending the minute saying the white Portuguese is not a man. And yeah. I think that is the exact moment that we end at. So we don't know. I guess at this point, all we know is that Bruce has established an item. And I would assume that because he was looking at photos of a ship with the white Portuguese painted on it. Right. That, yeah. So we uh, know it's a ship. Yes. But, so, but what we now know is that he, he thought it was a man before. So he was looking for someone. Apparently. Name. Yeah. And now he knows that it's, it's something and that changes the course of this investigation. Yeah. 
after a very heady, very, you know, metatextual transcendent sequencing, we have a solid minute of, I guess it like Lex kind of setting the hook on both Batman and Clark or making sure that it's in there, you know, like uh, he's playing a little tune and both of them are dancing to it and it's okay, great. It's a reminder that we are both following this course that I think, as we said earlier on, a large portion of the audience maybe never even saw uh, dictating either. Right. Yeah, exactly. But that is how the minute comes to a close. We will find out what else Bruce has discovered and who he is expressing this to when we get into minute 72. But until then, in the meantime, another reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at BVS by the minute and, uh, subscribe in iTunes. If, if this of all of the minutes we've discussed has just set the hook into you of, wow, I really need to hear them spell out, uh, you know, the, the, the most mundane of plot, uh, basically in this insane movie we've talked about to this point, uh, then so be it. Please subscribe. Well, you got to do this minute a little bit more credit than that. I think, like, I don't think I've ever, until I paused to to reflect on this, realized like the dual, totally sort of hooks being laid into them here. Why in the are back they cutting forth. back between the two? I think that was the the first moment I, the first thought I had when we were going through was if we're coming back, like we're not leaving a scene with either of them. Like in my mind, right. in my mind, if you told me before that the moment that each of them is given the next bait is literally intercut. I would be like, no, no, no way. That would be too obvious. I would once again, like Mercy showing up at the party, I would notice that. But we did this time, so this podcast is worth it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. No, I think think the minute started off and I thought like, well, the last one ended like right on the minute. So so it's too bad that like we're going to switch away from Bruce so quickly. Not that it's like awkward or anything, but it just feels like bleed over from the last minute. And then yep. it cuts back to him again. And I was like, oh, no, wait, oh. that's the point. And then once again, talking about a self-contained minute, we're done with that portion, right? That That is contained entirely. The back and forth of them reading this information, that's all all in here. That does not bleed over into the into the next minute and functions as its own piece of the story, independent of the minute before and the minute after. Yeah, the line of dialogue is cheating in, in, in making us feel like this is not a perfect stop on the minute, but I'm going to call it a perfect stop. And I can do that as judge, jury, <laughs> and executioner. I got to stop letting you edit these. A white Portuguese is not a man. <laughs>